0: The Atlas Podcast, Episode 70. My name is Emma Loggins, and I'm the editor-in-chief at Campbell.com.
1: I'm Matt Rodriguez. I am the owner and chief editor of Shake PowerDoll.
2: And I'm Mike McKinney. I'm with LastOndeleetheater.com the and atlcw.tv.
0: And we have a special guest with us this week who is in town for Dragon Con. Um, you may remember him from our Comic-Con podcast. Uh, Robert, you want to say hey?
3: Hello everybody. this is Robert Prentice with three of Space.
0: And uh, of course, we're gonna talk Dragon Con. Um, let's actually just go ahead and start talking Dragon Con because that's all we're thinking about because we're all going down there today with the exception of Mike we won't see until tomorrow. but um, yeah, so it's finally here and hopefully everyone's costume is here and um, everyone is uh, ready to go for this weekend.
2: I know. Um well, well since I got added to a to a, a new costume for tomorrow, I'm not quite ready. I <laughs> no, think I'll be not. No, I I think I'll be uh making a late night appearance at the Walmart after uh, I get home from work tonight. I believe in you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um It'll be great. It'll be great. Um he's going to be going as a character from Jurassic yeah. park. we will just leave it at that. Um but yeah, so I, we haven't really discussed our cosplays for the rest of the weekend, but we're, we are going to be doing the, the Gilmore Girls cosplay on Sunday. And of course, we have the panels that we've talked about um, that uh, I'm I'm moderating and, and Matt's going to be on on Saturday night at 7 at the West End. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night which will be tonight on the day this releases, um, which will also be at 7 p.m. at the Westin, and both of those are Walking Dead panels. So uh, definitely come check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but what are you guys uh, looking forward most to this year? Is there, is there anything that's kind of sticking out to you guys that you're, you're really excited about?
1: Um, there's actually going to be a, a panel with uh, Robert C. Cargile, who's the writer for Doctor Strange, and he's going to be talking about, you know, writing the film and stuff like that. Um, so I'm looking forward to checking that out, actually. I got to interview him a couple of years ago for a movie he was doing. I forget what movie. I think it was a horror movie that he was coming out. I think it was Sinister, him and um, Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange. Um, and so, yeah, they're just really cool people to talk to. They're really passionate about films. So I'm looking forward to checking out his panel. I believe that's on Saturday morning, or early afternoon.
2: Okay. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to two things. Number one is uh, always look forward to John Barryman's panel. Um, he is hilarious. He's come out before in a um, uh, in various forms of costumes. Um, he always comes out with his sister and his. His husband, and he's just hilarious. He'll sing, he'll dance, he'll do just about everything. He loves Dragon Con. And then the other thing is, for the first time, uh, an author that I love, Kim Harrison, who wrote the Hollow series, um, is coming, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her. I've basically called myself kind of her stalker (laughs) because I've been to almost every Uh, book signings she's ever done Um, she's written over I think 15 books I've been to like 14 of her signings Uh, and all over the United States too it wasn't just here in in Atlanta so um, I'm looking forward to both of those things
0: cool what about you Robert what are you looking forward to oh that's it's a tough one. Um, you have, you I mean, have a few things on your, your schedule for this weekend. Yeah,
3: I will be uh, doing quite a few panels this year. Um, the costumes are always fun to come and watch because it kind of gives you an indication of what everybody is really into this year or what's really going to be coming up in the next you know year or two on TV. Um, but I think the panel I'm most excited for this year is 12 Monkeys. Uh, we finally got a panel at Dragon Con for it. We might have a cast member crash the pe- fan panel. It's still up in the air. But if that happens, that would be great. Um, But I think that's the one that uh, I'm most excited for. Nice.
0: Cool. Um, I'm just excited for everything. um, Because it's just the best weekend of the whole year. Uh, It's Nerd Christmas, if you will. Uh, And this one is a lot less... um, I I say that while the guy next to me has a ton of panels. Um, But this one's a lot less work than Comic-Con. You know, we're not all... Um, you know, running from one place to another the entire time, you know, it's a lot of downtime and hanging out with friends and just kind of, you know, celebrating fandom and geekdom um, If you're not familiar with some of the specifics about DragonCon, they're estimating about 82,000 people uh, this weekend, and that's just for DragonCon, not to mention there is a football game in town which always provides for an interesting interaction between the the jock crowd <laughs> and the, the nerd crowd, it's, it's Back to-
2: There's actually two games. <laughs> two games. There's it's two uh, the
0: Chick-fil-A game, right? And then the right. then the Falcons.
2: Nope, Is that- it's another college game on uh, Monday, I believe.
0: Okay. All right. Sports ball. They're both Yay. in
2: the new. The new. <laughs>
1: the have died down a little gotcha. bit by Monday, though. Usually, that's the
0: yeah Monday's always kind of like the the sad day. It's like the day like after like everything's it's kind of like New Year's day for me. It's like all of the all of the awesome stuff is over. You know you've got to go back to like real life the next day also you've you've just been so exhausted from staying out so late all weekend and and you know just um hanging out with everyone that it's it's a recovery day a, a crazy day um, It's a recovery day, yeah, definitely um but, yeah, so these these events take place across five host hotels, the Hyatt Regency Atlanta, the Marriott Marquis, Hilton Atlanta, Weston Peachtree, and the Sheraton Atlanta, and um, also takes up uh, part of America's Mart, Building 1 and 2. So it's going to be pretty jam-packed this weekend, and um, if you don't have tickets... Uh, To to the convention, you can always come out to the parade on Saturday morning And that's always a huge ordeal if you do um, Decide to come out you can uh, just get get there early to get a good spot Or you can watch it on CW Atlanta, which uh, Mike can probably give you the details about when that's starting
2: Yeah, we'll we'll be starting at 10 a.m. We're also broadcasting on the web so if you go to the atlcw.tv website um you can watch it on the web um we're scheduled to run it from 10 to 11 but um if the parade is not over we're going to run it to almost probably 11:30 so it'll be uh we'll be covering just about everything we're going to have some special guests um from uh, a couple of the CW shows and um it's going to be a lot of fun
0: cool cool and uh Look for look for my boyfriend in the parade. He'll be uh marching with the box heroes as Nightcrawler. Um, he's he's got all of his stuff spread out all across the living room right now, painting his costume. So it's uh it's taken over our our place for for the moment. Um, hopefully. I'm
1: assuming it's just touch ups. It's right? just touch
0: ups, yeah. Um. But hopefully, I don't think it's supposed to rain. It was it was looking like it was going to rain on Saturday morning earlier in the week, but I think they're going to have a pretty good forecast now, which is good because that would be a mess.
3: Yeah, it's looking um, pretty yeah. dry out there right yeah. now. And I think this is the first year that they've opened up uh, live streaming of many of the panels as well to the public now after True. a test last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, if you want to see some of the bigger panels and aren't able to make it out, um, I think all that information is on Dragon Con's website and you can um check that out and uh you know see some of the panels if you you want to see some of the panels and uh, do you
1: know if they're going to be doing anything with our panel
0: uh you know they might with our panel i don't know have they said what panels they're live streaming
1: um,
3: they're doing, I know, the large ballrooms from the Marriott and the Hyatt. Right, um, the big, big panels. They're also doing the Peach Bee Tree Ballroom from the West End as well. So if any of your panels are in there, it's I'm possible.
0: In, we're in HF, I think. Probably not. Probably not. Well, you know Boo. what? It's just a magical one-time We'll, we'll one live time stream day. our own.
1: <laughs> My,
2: Michael Periscope it for us. There we go, it. Mike.
0: <laughs> Facebook Live it for <laughs> us.
2: I'm going to Periscope it, and I'm also going to be asking a question.
0: I'm worried about the question Mike is going to ask considering I don't think he's ever watched an episode of walking dead. So it should be real good. Do do
1: not, do not make us cut off your mic.
0: I know I have the, Oh man, I don't have the power to do that. Um, so we're fun, fun, random fact. We're using new podcast, uh, software. So if, if this doesn't sound like the normal ones, hopefully it does. Um, but we'll, we'll blame it on the new software if it doesn't work. But it would be nice. I feel like I should be able to mute people. Um, anyways <laughs> so it goes um, but that's all this weekend we hope you guys can make it out if not um, I think we'll probably have lots of stories uh, next podcast of how yeah. everything went down and um, some some stories about the panels and just random awesome costumes we saw so stay tuned for, for all of that fun stuff um, next up well let's, let's talk about uh, well, s- Star speak- Wars Friday Speaking.
1: Star Wars Friday? Oh, yeah, let's do gonna, that
0: before we get into the I was going to be debate. like
1: speaking of dragons.
0: Oh, that's such that would a, have been that, a perfect that's such a better transition. All right, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of dragons,
1: <laughs> How about that Game of Thrones?
0: How about that Game of Thrones? So, yeah, um, how about it?
1: Yeah. Mike. <laughs> Robert, do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So,
0: three of us, three of us saw it. Um but before we okay. dive in... so We are going to go just, into spoilers. We are going to go into spoilers. Um, I will put in the description of when we, we finish talking spoilers. If you haven't seen uh, this episode, I'll, I'll give you a time in which it's safe to tune back in. Um, but yeah, let's... Uh, before we we dive into the spoilers with the season finale let's talk about the second to last episode which matt and i strongly disagree on
1: we had we we talked a little bit about it last week and we we said we were going to have a little debate this week so Uh
0: so some stuff happened in that episode which i thought was freaking awesome um i would have been happy with that episode being the season finale honestly Um, i i i did love the season finale and um we we can dive into that in a second um but that that episode the second to last episode i think was awesome and it was the most stressful hour of television i've ever watched you know beating out stuff with walking dead which has been incredibly stressful um but, really? Yeah. So Matt, what what Matt, was you, uh, how, how how do you want to go into this?
1: <laughs> well, first, okay. So what what would you say was the most stressful aspect of that
2: episode? The pe- two people that were related having sex?
0: That was in the, no, season, no, no, finale, that's, that's
2: the Mike. season finale. that's the season finale, Mike. Oh. Just
0: got see, got. this <laughs> is when I need the mute functionality. <laughs> <laughs> um, no,
1: no, no. we're we're talking about Beyond the Wall.
0: Beyond the, the wall. Um, the it's a Episode. When When we have multiple characters that have marched beyond the wall and get surrounded uh, by yeah. thousands and thousands of walkers and they're on a rock in the middle of a frozen lake and pretty much all it's going to take is this lake um, you know. Uh, freezing
1: over for uh,
0: freezing over to yeah to, to be able to uh, for all of the walkers to come across and actually have this this battle with our, our characters um, and we know if that happens um you know visually leading up to it you know if that happens they're absolutely screwed and there's no way out um so that was what was stressful for me knowing that it was a matter of time and i just kept saying to myself you know like danny has to come the dragons have to come that's the only the only possible way that like these characters are going to survive otherwise john snow is going to die again we're going <laughs> to lose like all of these characters that we love <laughs> they, i'm going to cry the well, internet is going to go they did
1: have the priest with them at one point Mm-hmm. He was true. he was part of the, I guess, the seven. Because I think it was seven of them that they showed in the, the episode before that. So that's one of the things I... Like, there were more than seven of them. There right. were... Because, of course, you had the... I guess you could call them the red shirts. You know, the people who were going to basically immediately die. The no-names that nobody cares about. To show, okay, these guys, the White Walkers, are forced to be reckoned with. So they all immediately di- immediately die and so you're left with the main seven. But um I guess my first problem with the episode was just how convenient everything was. Like I I never felt that tension that you that you felt because it's like, "Oh, we're going to come across this small little group of white walkers that's never happened before." Of course, and because I mean their goal is to capture a white walker which just sounds absolutely ridiculous to begin with and it's just so convenient they happen to come across a little group of white walkers and then of course they kill the main leader white walker and for some reason all of a sudden all the I guess his followers like the whites I guess they call them um they all Explode and die because they killed the main one, except for one, of course, and that's the one they capture. And so, like, it's... well,
0: this is the main one of this group. I should I know, know. the main one not of the group, yeah. The main, not, main... not the Night King, no, <laughs> not the Night King series no.
1: would be over if that would happen,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. That would it would be a, a very anticlimactic love season. <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. It'd be like, what do we just What do last we do season, now? Just them
0: all. Just living happily, just everyone getting along. It would just be, maybe it'll be a comedy. Maybe. Like, just totally changes the tone of the show. Like sorry, that. sorry, go ahead. But yeah, but it's <laughs> like,
1: so that happens, and it's just like, okay, I guess that, I mean, they just seem to be making up things for that story. Because, I mean, he they've killed White Walkers before, and that's never happened.
3: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, because I think the theory was that killing the one who turned them is what causes them to fall apart. And that there was a theory that using dragonglass or Valyrian steel um, is what made the difference this time around. But I don't know if there's been any confirmation of that because we're beyond the books. You know, George R. Martin hasn't bothered to continue writing it yet, and so we're in uncharted territory.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, like, because he killed... When Jon Snow killed the White Walker, that he used... Valyrian steel Mm -hmm. that first time. Right. Well, the second time, I guess. it Was was he... That would have been a second time. Okay. Yeah. Because, see, Sam... When Sam killed the White Walker, that I can understand because that was the only thing there. There was only the White Walker. So I can understand not showing the whole, okay, everybody under his command basically dies as well because there was nobody else there. But when John killed the White Walker. There was a huge battle going around and around. And I would imagine that he would have had some you know, some underlings at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it just felt very... I don't know. It was like, okay, I guess. I guess I can take this. Like, my least problem with was, was, was the whole travel thing. Like, I couldn't care less about, you know, the whole well, distance and travel and time.
0: That is... That is something, yeah, I mean, that is something that a lot of people, um, there's been a lot of articles about, basically about the concept of time and the distance. And um, I I read this really great article, I think it was on Paste, um, where they broke down, like, all right, like, you've you've got dude running back, how long that's going to take based upon, like, how... You know how long it took them to get to that location and then sending you know uh sending the crow and then you know or the raven is a raven yeah raven raven. yeah yeah and um how long (laughs) you know how fast those can typically fly and then like you know maybe giving it a little extra like you know uh say it can fly a little bit faster because we're in a fantasy world or whatever um but even then you know going down like the the three thousand miles it's supposed to be to like for this message to get um to danny for danny to get on her dragon and then to come back up and all of this ends up happening in a period that is estimated to be roughly 18 hours um on on camera um as a part of a part of the story and like realistically it would have taken like 36 hours or more even in like best case scenario of like travel times yeah um so a lot of people had a lot of problems with that um that to me i mean I there's it's just it's a
1: tv show come on it's, it's a tv show gonna, and i mean it's that's fine
0: it's the same it's the same thing with like movies like interstellar where you just have to suspend yeah which i had a problem with i know this <laughs> is like pot calling the kettle black now i know i'm totally aware <laughs> of it um because i couldn't suspend my disbelief and like watching that and all of the like problems i had with it um but i think that's kind of what you have to do yeah. with fantasy fantasy things um all of that being said, Port. I kind of wonder, um, I kind of wonder if your reaction to this is just because you've marathoned through the seasons so quickly. That could be
1: too. Yeah.
0: Um, how did you feel about the episode, Robert? Were you are you on Matt's page?
3: Not really. Um, I would say <laughs> that I'm somewhere in the middle, um, a little bit. You know, the, them standing on the rock was an interesting callback to an episode in an earlier season where the Night King was standing on that very same rock. Um, one of the first times that Bran Stark uh, was working, um, when we were learning yeah. about the Children of the Forest. So it was an interesting callback to have that role kind of reversed a little bit. Um, but I think the issue is just the way they shot it. You're right. They, in a, in a sense, tried to make a 36-hour time frame fit on screen in a much shorter time... Because if you think about it, not only did uh, Gendry have to run back to the wall, but then the Raven has to be sent from the wall to Dragonstone, and then she's got to get on her dragon and come back. Right. So you've got a large range there to come all the way back, but if we suspend our disbelief and just say, okay, more time passed at The Rock than they showed on screen, we can kind of discount that and move on. Right. Then you get to the more controversial section of that episode, which is the uh, the javelin uh, gold medal winner <laughs> from the north?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. See, um,
1: I thought that not- that that was awesome. Like that was crazy and ridiculous and intense. That was. So cool.
3: here's an interesting theory. Do you think that the javelin was actually a frozen over piece of Valyrian steel? I don't know.
0: I could see that. I could see that. I mean. I mean, it wouldn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, it, you hit him in the right place with something like that, and then he goes down, and then it's... Um, but I don't know.
3: Because you would think, because this, this piece of ice cut through the dragon's skin very, very easily. I mean, it yeah. sort of slid his whole bottom side yeah. open. I mean. And when they were fighting against the Lannisters, and they were shooting even the big arrow at him, it barely penetrated his wing yeah. when it went through. So you'd have to think there's something... And I of mean, course, I you think- know, there is a little bit of magic, obviously. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, that's what i think that it's just basically you know it's it's night king ice it's white walker ice because i mean like you know their their ice their blades whatever slice through any kind of normal plates like it only takes valerian steel or dragon class that can actually block their swords and stuff right so i think it's just whatever their magic is i don't think it's like frozen over valerian
3: gotcha does anybody have a theory on who they think the Night King really is? I've seen a lot of different ideas I've, out there. I've
1: seen a lot of theories like, oh, it's Bran and some ridiculous things. I I think it's just the Night King. I think, I it's, think just, it's just I agree. Just, it's the first that man who got changed. What was that, Robert?
3: I think it might be a Targaryen. Mm. Really? He's riding a dragon it's and we've we've seen indications that the dragons really only allow those to ride them or get near them uh, those that they recognize as Targaryen yeah but this is an
1: ice dragon that he resurrected so it's true
0: so he's got a he's got a new parent now
1: yeah um so and it's like i don't know that's an interesting he's not saying trick harris to have them shoot fire either they're just right burning the wall down
0: (laughs) true True. Um, I still thought it was an amazing episode. So, whatever, Matt.
1: <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good, but like,
0: <laughs> I didn't I, hate it. <laughs> I didn't
1: hate it. You know, I, I thought. Um, see, I got too hyped for it from the episode before it, Eastwatch, because like mm-hmm. those last few minutes, like I was expecting more from the core group of seven. That is that is what I felt most. I guess disappointed with. Like, I was expecting more from them. Like, pretty much right off the bat, they send Gendry away to go run back to the wall. So he's already gone. And then it's basically like, they fight off a few walkers, and then they're just hanging out on an island for most of the episode. And while, like, yeah, the tension is high, it's just, there really wasn't a lot going on.
0: See, I, I don't...
1: And, like, I just wanted, like, more action. And, like, that's why, like, I loved the, uh, what was it, the episode, the, the Spoils of War. Right. You know, Danny uses her dragons f- really for the first time to just destroy Jamie's army. And, like, that, that, I was kind of expecting something on that level. And we kind of got that near the end. But, um, I don't know. It just wasn't as hyped as I felt it was
3: do you think if they had done a normal episode count for the season that perhaps that episode would have come across better because they would not have been rushed to get all of the content that they tried to get in those final two episodes
1: um I don't... which episode uh, second which to, episode... to last beyond yeah, the, the, the wall I don't, I don't know I think... That could have. that could have been interesting I think
0: It could have been, but I also rather enjoyed the fact, I think when you have shorter seasons, you have less of the filler episodes that feel Mm -hmm. just like, you know, nothing happened, and you're just like, meh. You know, like you, like, I mean, not to, like, talk smack on Walking Dead, but, like, Walking Dead has a lot of those episodes where you're just like, oh, my God, this season is dragging. And if you're able to have less episodes, but, you know, with higher with more story happening in them and more, you know, shock and awe. And um, I think that that's ultimately better storytelling. Um, I mean, it it sucks for the viewer who now has to wait. You know, I just realized I'm going to be like 36 when the show returns, um, which is a thing that I'm thinking of. Or 35. I'll I'll be about to turn 36 when Game of Thrones returns, um, which... I
1: think it's going to be 2018. I think it'll be the end. I don't. I I think so. I think it's
0: going to be March. I think it's going to be sometime in twenty nineteen, either March twenty nineteen or like middle of twenty nineteen. Um,
1: I don't think I mean, it'll be that
0: late. I think it will be. I really, really do. I mean, we'll see. But until they then, start filming
1: in October.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't. So that there, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it we'll could be see. something around the holidays next year. But yeah. I would be surprised. Um,
3: I would expect it to leak probably about May of next year, just knowing HBO's track record so far.
0: <laughs> you know, well, speaking of that, I'm really impressed that, like, what happened in Beyond the Wall wasn't all over the internet with that episode having leaked, and yeah. everyone I know, I waited to watch it. Yeah, I didn't so, watch um, it at
3: all or anything. The finale was spoiled for me slightly, because um, that showed up in my my, um, my Twitter feed as I was watching the episode, like, about 20 minutes before it got to that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was specifically related to the dragons, which we'll get to. Um,
1: i was about to say which which scene. Like, do we want? Do we want to wanna just let's go straight into the the finale? We probably now? Let's, should.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it because <laughs> I feel like the, the one thing people couldn't talk about would be um, the scene, the sex what? scene. Are we which... talking about sexy
1: or or the little finger? Or scene. the name drop? That was the or the name, or the name, drop. name drop. I guess.
0: I don't I mean, know. Where do you guys want to start? <laughs> I
1: love the finale. I mean, I thought the finale was great. Finale I, is fantastic.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and that, uh, I, and I find it interesting. I've been joking about this the entire time about how, like, in season one, you know, all of the audience is just so, like, appalled and repulsed by the, de- the idea of incest. And then Jon Snow and Daenerys, you're like, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: fine. <laughs> like, I've been waiting because, all season for this moment. <laughs> all
0: season. Like, all the memes and, like... Um, yeah, and I, I feel like that's that's what I've seen online the most from the finale in terms of like spoilers or or memes or any sort of content is all about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, what did you see that got leaked that kind of spoiled it for you?
3: Uh, for me, it was a tr- it was the use of the well. It actually, now that I think about it, it was actually the second to last episode when the uh, dragon was turned. Um, oh yeah that got that got leaked Mm. for me ahead of the finale um the second one that got leaked for the finale for me was um the wall coming down at the end with the dragon gotcha um but that wasn't the what i think was the most justifiable thing of the episode that i enjoyed the most but let's give a shout out to gilly who gave out the biggest freaking secret in the series only to be brushed off and not given credit due That little bit of information.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Poor Kelly. (laughs) It's
3: it's it's
1: so sad.
0: I I love Kelly.
3: But let's let's all talk about Sansa and Arya and that
0: little little
1: finger. That
0: was Um, so satisfying. That was the most, one of the most satisfying deaths, I think, of the series. Yeah. Um, because, uh, no, we we watched
1: it all together, and we were all cheering, like, Littlefinger's got to go.
0: He's got to go. And it's, uh, it, it was fun how they kind of played with the audience, so you didn't know that that was going to come, and that they, you know, the two Stark sisters were going to kind of unite and, and do this to Littlefinger. Um, so I enjoyed that turn, and during that scene, I was, like, praying to God it was going to happen, and nothing was going to happen to Arya, because, like... Ari is my homegirl. Like, nothing can happen to her. <laughs> I was getting
3: angry leaving up in that, that scene because I was sitting there going, okay, this is dumb. Why are they pitting him against each other? Please don't do this. I don't yeah. want it to go this way. And then she turns and I was like, ooh. It this was just It's going to get real. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: oh. No, that was, uh, that was a fantastic yeah. moment of the episode and, and definitely one of the more satisfying. Well, I mean, there's there's been a lot of satisfying deaths of villains yeah. on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing you can't say is that karma definitely exists in the world of game of thrones which is yeah just nice it's yeah. nice for the viewer to know that ultimately like
3: the guy who started the entire war for the entire series in the entire westeros is finally dead.
0: finally <laughs> <laughs> finally now we just got to get cersei taken care of ah. and, uh, and we'll be uh we'll be and doing props, all right, props then. to
1: aiden gillian for playing such a uh, you know, hated character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like he's on the same level as like Joffrey and even Cersei, like, Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, uh, and of course, Joffrey, we've, we've talked about this, I think before on the podcast, like he has such a, uh, people have such a hard time separating him mm-hmm. as a person from his character that he's actually stopped acting now um maybe he'll come back to it in the future but that's a hard thing to deal with especially at a young age like having people hate you for just like you being a good actor like if people hate you that much that means you're a good actor you're you're doing what you should um well all of that being said we'll agree to disagree on beyond the wall
1: (laughs) did you so did you like which did you like more beyond the wall or the finale
0: um, for me, I found Beyond the Wall to be um, a more uh, climatic episode, um, just because I was so stressed out watching it. Um, but I did enjoy the narrative of the finale better. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of a cross between the two, I would say.
1: <laughs>
3: I, I would I almost put it that Beyond the Wall would be a great finale and then the finale being the filler in 2018 while we wait for the next season of 2019. <laughs> I think that actually would have been a great kind of just, because it was almost a feature-length movie in how long the yeah. episode was.
0: That's true. Yeah. And maybe, who knows, maybe, you know, maybe Doctor Who style, we'll get a, we'll get a Christmas Game of Thrones episode <laughs> or something. You know, we can We just
1: missed some Westeros. What would that be like? <laughs> we, we, can, we can get that Coldplay musical.
0: Oh, my God, uh... yes, yes. Closer to home. Such a catchy song um all right if you haven't seen the red nose um uh video which was done i think it was done last year um for game of thrones um Coldplay makes a game of thrones musical and it's like 12 minutes long and it's the most hysterical thing you will watch possibly ever yeah. so please go look it up on youtube you won't regret it it's amazing
1: and then also watch the bad lip reading game of thrones where they also, do medieval fun time land that is just <laughs> hilarious
3: and if you go to Screen Junkies, uh, they did a um, Game of Thrones theme song sung by Michael Bolton.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet. I
0: haven't heard that one either. I need to check that out. You do. That seems all right. We'll we'll do that after the podcast. Um, but let's let's move on because Mike has been um, we've forgotten Mike. So let's let's bring Mike. <laughs> yeah,
2: back you guys in. are a bunch of nerds. Hey, <laughs> you just you
1: just got to catch up on Game of Thrones, Mike.
2: I don't know if I'm gonna become nerds like you guys are. <laughs>
0: Whatever, we're the cool kids. <laughs> um, that's at least what I tell myself. Um, let's uh, let's talk uh, quickly and briefly about Force Friday before we jump into the box office and our review for this week because if you're not um, going to Dragon Con this weekend, there is some other cool, nerdy stuff you can do, and it's not just taking place in Atlanta. Um, it's taking place, uh, I have an email about it, uh, yeah. but it's, I'm going to let Matt talk taken... about it until I find the email.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, in case you didn't know, there's a little uh, franchise called Star Wars. And um, that's pretty popular.
0: Pretty popular. Yeah,
1: I would say so. But um, basically, (laughs) this Friday, starting this Friday and this entire weekend, they're doing what they're calling um, Find the Force. It's Force Friday, and it's basically, they're doing a thing to celebrate all the new products that they're going to be releasing for the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi
0: so let's dive into our uh, box office report for the week, and um, it was another pretty sad weekend at the box office, <laughs> um, as most of August has been. Uh, coming in first was The Hitman's Bodyguard with 10.2 million, and second was Annabelle Creation uh, with 7.6 million, and third was Leap, uh, which debuted this weekend with 4.7 million. Fourth was Wind River. And fifth was Logan Lucky. So, uh, this is this is painful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we predicted.
0: Yeah. It is. It is. Um,
2: <laughs> and this weekend will be even worse, because there are no major releases. Yeah.
0: There aren't, because everyone should be at Dragon Con. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we are going to have... Uh, we are seeing it next week. So we're starting to kind of get into some of the horror movies. Um, of course, Annabelle's already come out, but, uh, get into some of the horror movies for the fall season. So maybe, maybe next week will be a little, or I guess in two weeks, two weeks, it'll be a little bit more, um, optimistic or hopeful for the box office.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, not a, not a lot to talk about here. Not a lot of surprises or anything. Um, what do you guys think is going to come in first next week? Do you think Hitman's Bodyguard is going to hold on to the number one spot?
1: God, I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I guess, cause I mean, I don't think, um, Crown Heights is the, the big movie that's coming out this week. And when I say big, I don't mean that big. <laughs> um, and I honestly don't think it'll be doing that well. Like, I haven't really seen any promotion or anything for it. Yeah,
2: well, Crown Heights is not releasing nationwide. It's just releasing in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So that's not going to be... I mean, the the biggest uh, release uh, for this weekend is the uh, 30th anniversary of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's going to be in mm-hmm. 700 theaters. And then another movie that um, has already got some uh, bad... Um, well let's just put it this way, the movies made in 2014 is Tulip Fever, um, that's only going to be in 600 theaters, um, and there's a Spanish film, um, Hazlo Como Hombre, uh, which uh, means do it like an hombre, uh, is in 370 theaters, so there's not a lot uh, releasing, so Crown Heights is releasing here, but I don't, it's not releasing nationwide.
1: Yeah, so I'm going with Hitman's Bodyguard again.
0: <laughs> I think that's a fair Why bet. Not? Why not? Why so. not? Um, well, on that note, uh, let's let's dive into our official Atlas review of uh, Crown Heights, which I have not seen. So I will let one of you two lovely gentlemen set that one up.
1: Yeah. Um, so Crown Heights is a uh, biographical drama. It's about the story of Colin Warner who was wrongfully arrested and he was charged and convicted of murder and even though he was completely innocent and so he's basically sent to jail for life and it's the story of him trying to get out of jail you know trying to get this conviction overturned because he did not commit the murder and it's just the years that go by you know it's a true story based upon um uh, a this american life podcast that came out. Okay. And so yeah, it's just him and it's it stars Keith Stanfield as Colin Warner and and yeah.
0: Well cool. Um let's uh let's dive into the the official review. Um on a scale of 1 to 5, how how bored were you guys in this film?
1: Hmm. I would put Boredom at probably a three, you know. It's it's very much a slow burn film. Um, he was he was in prison for over twenty one years, and the film, you know, it goes it goes at these different moments. So it's like it's oh six months into his sentence, you know, five years, six years, um, fifteen years, and so like it's slowly building and building, and like a lot of it is is exactly what you expect where it's like okay we're gonna try this one thing to get you out okay that doesn't work let's go this different route and of course like you know going through the government system and all that it's it's taking years and years to do all this and so like there are moments where it does drag on um but it's still like the performances the performances particularly of uh Keith Stanfield and his his best friend Carl King, who's played by um, Indami Asamu Asamuga. I have no idea if I'm pulling an Emma or not. But I might be. <laughs>
0: that sounds right. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll go with that. But um, you know, they really drive the film and keep things engaging for it.
2: Yeah, I, I give it a three on boredom just because it is uh, it is such a slow movie movie um and a lot of that's on purpose just because he's in prison and so not a lot is happening in his life and um his family and friends are trying to get him get uh you know raise money to hire a lawyer and to do an appeal um and it just takes forever for for all that stuff to to go in and it really uh it just it's so it's it's a very slow moving movie. Um, it seems a li- it. I wouldn't say well, I was never really bored, but it it's also incredibly depressing. Yeah. Um, because that this man was wrongly convicted, and we know it, and nobody will listen to him. And he even goes in front of the parole board, and they he won't admit that he didn't that that he killed the man because he didn't. And the parole board tells him basically, if you don't admit it, you're never getting out.
0: Alright, well, what about eye-rolling? Were you, were you guys rolling your eyes a fair amount during this one, since it was slower-moving, or no, not so much of that? I
1: mean, there's not so much... I wouldn't say there was much eye-rolling, because, I mean, it's very dramatic movie. Like, there is a little bit of eye-rolling, but you're eye-rolling because, like, oh my god, like, this injustice is so ridiculous. Like, how can, how can the police and how can all the authority figures not see that he's innocent. So like you're rolling your eyes at them and you're really like, come on, like, it's very blatant that this is wrong. So I right. mean, yeah, there,
2: there's, there's no eye rolling in, in this at all. It, um, it's just, you're, you just continually get pissed because, um, this man was, was railroaded into, into, uh, uh being convicted and then being in prison.
0: Well, what about um, best and worst actor in the film? Is there any any performances that stand out as particularly awesome or particularly not so awesome to you guys?
1: Keith Stanfield is great in it, um, but I would give Indami Asumuga the the best performance. Like I, he's he's the one who who never gives up him and Keith like they both never give up he's on the outside though trying to do what he can to get you know get the lawyer get people to answer him and look at this case so I thought he does an, am- does an amazing job
2: yeah I, I'll agree with Matt on that um, but uh, both leads are really really good this is this is almost I mean it's it's Colin's uh, story but um it's also his best friend K C and his story and how he's so determined to to uh find a way to get his friend out of jail because he knows that his friend didn't do this.
0: Uh well we don't have a uh, very high recognition factor for Atlanta here, but fun fact there is an Atlanta tie because uh Keith Stanfield, and, uh, Brian, uh, Tyree, Henry actually star in the FX series Atlanta. Boom! So, boom! Atlanta connection.
1: Six, six <laughs> degrees of Atlanta.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do what I can. Bring it all. Bring it all back home. Um, so, on a scale of uh, one to five on the official Atlas scale, uh, what would you guys give?
1: I'd I'd give it an ATL and a small A. You know, three and a half. You know, I I enjoyed it. Um. It's it is a long watch like I said there were some boring parts where it does drag on but the story itself is is one that definitely needs to be told and um, you know I I was I was drawn by the performances of everybody too so it's definitely worth watching.
2: Yeah I, I agree with Matt. Um, I'd give it the same rating. Um, it's It's definitely a film that I think a lot of people should see. Um, just because uh, there, this hap this is not uncommon, um, and uh, so therefore it really needs to be out there. And, and it's it, the performances in this film are really really good.
1: Yeah, and it's like, what was it at the end where they're like, I think they said that some like two point five million of people are incarcerated in jail, and like they estimate like one hundred twenty thousand of them are innocent. So it kind of makes you think
0: um so that one is coming out in atlanta this weekend but not in wide release do you guys know what the the wide release on that one is
2: i i don't know i just know that it's not it's not going to be a wide Um, release Um, i believe september september 15th is what i'm hearing
1: or at least a wider release
0: gotcha um, well you guys have have that this weekend if again you're not going to Dragon <laughs> con which is what you should be doing this weekend I'm just gonna keep repeating that. Um, all of that being said um, we do have a few teases for next week um, which are let's see all of my all of my notes for my show are are gone. Where did my notes for my show go? Um, all right we're uh, We have a couple of small films that are coming out that uh, Mike was going to talk about.
2: Um, They're actually out this this weekend. Um, uh, The first one that I'll just touch on, I won't give a full review, but um, Lake Bell, the actress, um, she did... um, What was the name of the one before that? In your ears Um, or in your... uh, No, no, it was... um, uh, It was... I'm looking it up, so... um, In a world. Uh, In a world. Which... Yeah, in a world. Uh, This movie is called I Do Until I Don't. Um, There are three couples uh, that the center's on, which is Lake Bell and her husband, uh, who's played by... Man, I can't... uh, Ed Helms uh, is one couple. Uh, Paul Reiser and Mary Steenburgen are another couple. And then... um, The last couple is uh, Amber Heard and uh, Wyatt Sinek. And uh, so these three couples are all in relationships. um, And there's a documentary filmmaker um, that basically has a theory about marriage that um, you should only get married for seven years, basically write up a contract, be married for seven years with an option at the end to renew it. Um, And that it would solve a lot of problems uh, in the world. And so all three of these couples uh, get involved in the documentary. Unfortunately, uh, this is not a very good movie. It was really uninspired. Um, uh, It it seemed like it was almost used the plot device of every bad TV comedy from the 80s. Including, uh, you know, rushing to because somebody's having uh, a baby, you know, everybody has to rush to the hospital uh, It's just not a very good film, unfortunately um, And I love Lake Bell, but this this movie just kind of stinks um, There are a couple other smaller films out there, City of Ghosts, which is a documentary um, About ISIS taking over um, uh, Basically a whole country, and there's some Um some, a group of activists that are using the internet To try to get their story out And then there's a foreign film Called The Fencer Which is, takes place um, uh, I can't remember what country But basically this is in the 1950s um, He's got a past That he doesn't want anybody to know about But he starts teaching fencing to kids In a small uh, town And I really love that movie It's a really good performance by the lead um, I won't even try to say his name uh but uh a uh, couple. all right his emma name. needs some company
0: <laughs> i know um, i get lonely in my mis mispronouncing of names okay his
2: name is mart Evandi.
0: oh that doesn't well, sound that go. hard yeah oh, well that sounds, that sounds like that an easy name
2: bad. i thought it was a more complicated name but
0: <laughs> um well cool so you guys uh can check out those this weekend if uh Crown Heights doesn't sound appealing to you, or you don't want to go see the Hitman's Bodyguard again. Um, of course, next week we'll have our review of it and we'll have uh, lots of fun Dragon Con coverage. So um, stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Again, this is the Atlas podcast. Um, I want to thank Robert for, for joining us. Uh, you want to tell people where to find you online?
3: Um, you can find me at threeifbyspace.net and as always I appreciate
1: uh, coming in as a guest.
0: Well thanks for being here. And uh, my name is Emma Loggins. I'm the editor in chief at FanBolt.com.
1: I'm Matt Rodriguez, the owner and chief editor of Shakefire.com.
2: And I'm I McKinney, of last one to leave the theater dot com and atlcw.tv. Remember you can watch DragonCon Parade. Uh, on Saturday at 10 a.m. online or on my station CW69, and uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> a great sign-off, Mike. We'll convert you one day. Um, well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.
1: Later.